Texas some boring subjects. Understand the risk to our country. Freedom brings people together. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Chris Spangle Show. This is the pool party edition. We've got a fun show for you. We've got all of our hosts here, uh, except Caleb Franz, as I refer to him. Uh, Dakota's not here. And Dakota's not here, which really threw off everything because we had to take photos with Dakota's head for the group shots. But basically, we've had uh, a photo shoot because headshots are expensive, and so the network put that together. Thank you, patrons, and thank you to... Tyler and Kate Herget for putting that together. If you need a videographer in the Indianapolis area, hit me up and I will give you their information. They're great folks and they do the, such a great job at the pat down. Um, but we have everybody in town. Absolutely incredible. So I love you all, but you're insane for coming to Newcastle, Indiana. <laughs> this is I I I. Dale showed up at my barber shop. Somebody said, I'm going to a pool party at Jeremiah's house. Ten minutes later, I get a text from a friend who says, some dude from Iowa says he's coming to your house for a pool party. What is happening? I said, I cannot try to explain it. This is impossible. <laughs> well, Julia from Liberty Explained said that this is a beautiful place. So the smog from New Jersey has clearly affected her brain cells. But uh, we'll, we'll get her perspective I, on Newcastle I love later. Henry County. I think it's great. But of all the map dots for everybody to show up at, I don't know how we accomplish this, but I, they're here. Uh, it means a lot, and I'm probably going to cry. Um. <laughs> no, I, 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 go ahead, Harry. I'm just like, yeah, it's a, it's, it's interesting to see how big the network has grown and how and did get everyone out in the same spot. I never thought it was going to happen, and here it is. We've it's, tried for years. Yeah. Walk-on 2021, post-pandemic edition. Yeah, yeah. we can do a hybrid event, you know. <laughs> so basically what we want to do is just introduce you to everybody. It's a great starting point with everybody here in person, having a conversation, having a fun time. Just did our photo shoot. Now we're doing a podcast, and then we're going to go have fun at the pool party. Um, I brought six bottles of Aldi wine, thanks to my uh, fiance Reagan. You which, are going <laughs> to get lit, Spangle. R- Remzo specifically requested the Aldi wine. Uh, I, Remzo I, has good taste. <laughs> Did you I keep your Aldi quarter? Aldi uh, no, big spenders. You know, pass it forward like a like Starbucks. Mm. Um, yeah, I, and I've got more wieners in my cooler than Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> 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 I've never bought so many hot dogs in my life. I was like a crackhead over there pulling buns off the shelf. I'm like, just one I'm trying, more. Just I'm, one if more. we're making 90s references, is it Jeffrey Dahmer or is it the lady who cut off her uh, husband? Oh, jo- jo- yeah. yeah, Lorena Bobbitt. Yeah, Lorena Bobbitt. That's, a, that's, that's where you better. insert your Lorena Bobbitt joke. Maybe yeah. we should do like, you, can you know. fix that in post. Make the yeah. joke again. Go ahead. <laughs> well, it's more realistic to say if you got Joey Chestnut out in the car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bought like two shy hot dogs, two shy of, of his uh, number. So if you're new to We Are Libertarians, this was founded in 2012 by myself and Chris Galt, who unfortunately may or may not be here. Uh, and, and Creighton Harrington started the show in 2012 as a way to reach out to uh, college libertarians in the state of Indiana when I was executive director of the Libertarian Party of Indiana. And I really missed radio. I'd started doing radio in 2004 and left in 2008 and took out a second loan on my car to buy my first set of podcast equipment, which shows you where, uh, A, I was financially, and B, why I was there. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, started the podcast, and it has grown. We now have 13 shows. We've had 100 different co-hosts, or, yeah, 100 different co-hosts easily. 
Um, we've God, had some of us tw- just don't quit, do we? No. <laughs> 24, 25 different shows, a magazine. We've, uh, you know, it's, it's the longest running libertarian podcast that, that I can find other than Free Talk Live, if you call it, they're more of a radio show. Um, and definitely the, the only libertarian network, uh, th- that's out there. Um, but we've got everybody here. And so we're going by seniority, which, Harry, I would think that you would be the most senior of our co-hosts now, right? Yes. Yeah. Honestly, I think it is now me. How did we meet? Um, honestly, like the first time, like, well, they face to face. Downtown like how I found Indianapolis the... bus station, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was blowing him. <laughs> I think <laughs> the, f- the first time we physically like met face to face was that YAL conference. Yes, and I was racist from the beginning. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, super racist from the beginning. Um, we met, we talked, um, and then Spangle did his best to make sure I was in every photo, like in the background. We got one. I was, <laughs> and yeah, I was this, the, the lone black guy in the sea of white people. Just every photo was this way. It was just like, Look at this. This is. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Harry had no idea how popular he was. Oh, yeah, yes. but you. I think you you randomly messaged me and said you had a podcast, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you were one of the few anarchists that I had met at that point. I was like, love for you to come on and and talk about it, or how, you refresh my memory. There's- yeah, because I wanted to come on and talk about it because like uh, the the show was also going through a thing because the uh, the. the- Galton Clayton incident happened, and then that <laughs> was around going. episode thirty six when Galt tried to punch Creighton, and then Creighton or Galt said it's me or him, and I said, "Well, see you later, Galt." And that was the first podcast he was fired from. And then I, yeah, I and I had my own podcast. I was on uh, Indiana Talks. Um, we, we, yeah, we, we was the we were the larger, uh, more righty um, uh, show on the network. It was beating even even Rod Kendall at that time. Yeah, um, who then, will be here tonight? By the way, oh, Kickback Kendall's yeah. coming down. Kickback Kendall's going to be here. And you know we just and our network decided like hey, you know what we should branch out to the other podcasts that are on the network so we decided to reach out to um, Wall because I've met Chris and like and I've watched their content on YouTube I enjoy their content yeah. so I decided to reach out and no longer it. enjoys it there at the time their loved the content show. as if it was a massive network at that time right. Harry it was basically me doing a show every other week maybe if I wasn't in depression from my divorce. <laughs> And then I got invited over and got to sit on the famous couch, the original, yeah, the couch, and got to sit in the apartment. And, and that, then he blew me. That, yeah. That <laughs> the circle of life. Yeah. The circle of the podcast. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> and that Ma- secured my spot. <laughs> and now you're both ha- on your way to being happily married. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Uh, yeah we could, when we started, we couldn't get gay married, but now. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so, I was talking about your pending nuptials, but oh. I mean, if you want to go that direction, we've done... We've done an emergency wedding. We've never done an emergency gay wedding in this studio. I've slept we've done with an everyone in this room, here. and I'm very aroused right now. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's sometimes cheaper than LLC, though. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry uh, and his podcast host got in a fight, and I, w- I think you reached out to see if I wanted equipment, or we were just touching base. And I said, "Well, come on the podcast." And you've now, I think, co-hosted more podcasts than maybe even Greg at this point. I think I'm really close. Yeah, Greg was like 250, and uh, when I counted last two years ago, you were at 80. So I guarantee you, you've probably co-hosted more than anybody else. Well, because like originally just started because uh, you were looking to increase doing the, the amount of shows because you were doing like the Tuesday Thursday show. That's right. You know yeah. how long it was going to be. And I was like, you know what? I can do Tuesday. You know. Yeah. To give uh, yeah, give Greg a break, um, and then just up, like also because you also at that time was trying to build out like a bit a bigger bench, yeah. you know. And I was like, yeah, I could do a couple of Tuesdays. I'll do it once in a while, maybe once a month. It'd be fine, you know. And, 
Here I am. <laughs> yeah. And then came Boss Hog of Liberty. I've known Jeremiah. Jeremiah, you are the one person, not from my family, that will be at both weddings. Wow. So that's how how fast uh, friendships turn over over at the old Spangle House. <laughs> um, and it shows you well, how different life I mean, can be in a decade. I'm gonna, I'm, I was in like the 37th row last time. So I'm hoping, right. I'm hoping to move up to like row 32 well, this time. Well, Reagan has like 10 bridesmaids, so you both made it. <laughs> uh, and if you think I'm kidding, Yana, Yana, her sister's running the board for us, and uh, she can vouch. But you and I met. Uh, you were... I was executive director. Your parents got involved with the Rush County of Libertarian Party of India, uh, the Rush County Libertarian Party. Yep. And they were trying to get you to leave the Republican Party and join, and you were very reluctant. Oh, God. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I was a fair Republican. And, you know. But I, when did you give up and just become a libertarian? 2010, 2009, 2010, That's somewhere right. in that range. Somewhere in that range, I was, uh, I made, the, I made the jump, got involved with some local campaigns and, Oh, one step leads to two steps, leads to three steps, and the next thing you know, you've got a libertarian podcast in East Central Indiana, and you've run a governor's campaign, and you've lost three elections yourself, and yeah. you know it's just it's a typical story. What I love about the Boss Hog of Liberty is two things, and I mentioned you. I'm doing podcast consulting now, uh, and the show that aired last week was an interview with the Carmel, and I I mentioned you whenever I t- am asked about podcasting and the power of podcasting, I bring up the Boss Hog of Liberty. Because you guys have become the media in Newcastle, Indiana, and Henry County, because what the hell is here other than a podcast? We, uh, are, we are a long-form conversation show that deals with local issues, national issues, but we always look at it through a lens of liberty. Uh, and we have everybody on from economists to comedians, and we are the place, we're the talk show that everybody running for local office comes through this building. Yeah. So, And y- your reach... The the person who runs the Carmel podcast was like, tell the story about the Doughboy. <laughs> you know, and and it's interesting to see a show that reaches you know your your reach on Facebook and uh, on your podcast feed. It's not just those numbers. It's really like conversational, where the guy at the barber shop is messaging you about some weirdo that is talking about a pool party that he's attending. We'll, we'll get to you, Dale. Yeah. Um, and that was a great time for Dale to explain his uh, explain his odyssey through town. Honestly, <laughs> to break in and, and hear his uh... everything with Dale is an ODD odyssey. I will bring this up though. Like, uh, see, the first mentioning like I've ever heard of like Jer was the weird stories of you from Chris when I would show up. Oh, this guy did you know was was a pizza thing, wasn't it? Oh yeah, well Jeremiah invites me out to pizza, and I literally say to him because he's he's forces friendship on people. The the second thing I love I'm sorry about Boss you have Hog extrovert of, friends, I know the second thing I love about Boss Hog of Liberty is the name because it was a troll. Because I thought surely this will go nowhere. I am stuck with it forever, <laughs> and like it's gonna be in my obituary. I, like I have no choice at this. You point. have paid to print the name on. And, yeah, this and is no, nice. I, no, we have patrons, and I have to thank them very much. What? They are th- this is this podcast is my golf game. I'm a yes. not a good golfer. The patrons yep. pay for it. I show up. I put my reps in, and we have a great time with it. But we we are in a building because we have an incredible Patreon network of folks that that believe in the show and care yep. about the success of it. Both You're the welcome. Wall Network and the in the BH, yeah, we'll the talk to you in just a moment. But um, the voice of the patron here, uh, yeah. But Jeremiah is it, it drives, and this is a compliment. Drives people crazy with his friendship and hospitality and his ability to organize friends, hence the pool party, the building that we're here. 
you know, and the last vestiges of the old uh, We of Are fun. Libertarians podcast, of the fun. fun show, yeah, are, are alive and well on the Boss Hog of Liberty. And uh, yeah, it's just because you were bossy and you forced friendship on people that I gave you the name Boss Hog of Liberty and drew up a little, uh, I'm a, apparently not allowed to use this artwork anymore, of <laughs> you in the white we've, suit with the white we, hat. We've been around <laughs> since 2017 and the world has changed. Uh, over has. 214 episodes. Uh, uh, so we have some fantastic artwork. I took a vacation. Dakota is not here. We can't. We shouldn't talk about Boss Hog without Dakota and without Jesse and others. Well, if he were actually involved. dedicated to this network, he would have been here. He's off with his third job trying to sell cups at the farm with his <laughs> wife. It's you know, this is podcasts are not as profitable as some might think. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now we've got the uh, the awesome Boss Hog logo that uh, Dakota took upon himself. I think 2018 we got the uh, got the new logo and we moved away. We kept the name, but we moved away from the from the southern, Dukes, Im- the Dukes the of southern imagery that you connected us with your mom hates it so much my mom hates everything well, four true. stars <laughs> <laughs> yeah my own mother gave us show four stars she's like it's not that good Everybody she else, really did yes yes I, it's the it's, uh, it's better than what my mom would my at least your mom's listened <laughs> um it's like the dave portnoy nobody can get 10 a, a 10 on pizza that's, my that's, dad literally two years ago yeah listen to my first podcast have you heard the Dale Jr. download? <laughs> Make half my income from this stupid shit. Uh, so we would be remiss if we didn't thank the patrons at this point. And we invited all of the $100 uh, monthly contributors, and everybody couldn't make it. Um, but, uh, you know, funding a network, having this many people, having... Uh, having the, the mics, the equipment, the hosting, the services that go into distributing things, the the advertisements that we do, just the quality, you know, just the amount of uh, I've spent on logos this year for new podcasts <laughs> that we're launching is uh, more than a, a month's worth of the patronage. Um, so it and it all goes to just make everybody, you know, everybody. Why are you getting? Did you go to the casino? Uh-oh. If you think I'm not coming down that shirt to get that much money, you're goddamn wrong. Too bad this isn't on video. There's, there's, oh, it will be. Hang on. So, but the wall patrons really help, uh, you know, and well, she's got $250 in her cleavage. How am I supposed $350. How am I supposed to? $300. Well, I was told by. Well, go the, get another 50 and he'll do it. I was told by. I was told by the regime that I'm not allowed to spend more than $250 without asking her. Oh. And I went, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to do it. Uh, but so, so I said, I'm giving him $300. That's right. I'll, I'll spend it however I want, with your permission. Um, but, you know, we, it, it takes a lot to fund a network of 13 shows. And, and w- you can ask any of our hosts. I try to make it as low impact on them as possible. Use my expertise to... Just help them host the show. Help them grow their platform. Uh, I take care of the hosting and the, all the back-end stuff. We'll ask Brian about it because Brian's basically the most technically illiterate person in this building. It's, a, it's unbelievable. He's like, all right, so is this Facebook or Twitter I'm using? I'm like, you're just posting a status. Choose one. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the people who really, like, helped, not, not just the co-host, but, like, Okay, wow, we could turn this into the thing that is in my head. Um, first, it was Phyllis Klosinski, the Phyllis Klosinski Studios. She sent me $400 in 2013 to spend on the podcast. And I got that check. 
And it was like, whoa, somebody actually believes in what I'm doing to that level. Um, the next person was Christy Avery, who's here. Um, There'll be no crying. It's going to look terrible with your makeup, Chris. Stop it. <laughs> but Christy uh, bought all the early equipment that Jeremiah sold to other people <laughs> without asking me. Um, I repurposed it for the benefit of the network. Sometimes <laughs> tough decisions have to be made, Chris. At least it wasn't broken, right? <laughs> Not, you know, yeah, look, I, it went on to make other podcasts, unlike what... You, you know. didn't throw it out on balcony. <laughs> We're really going to make him cry. <laughs> People go... Uh, there have been a lot of potholes on the road to liberty. Harry, why don't you uh, grab the mic from Rimzo so you can weigh in here, too, on some of this earlier stuff. James Neese, of all people, told me the other day, he goes, I helped found 4chan. I went dumpster diving in Jacksonville. I have never met a weirder group of people than that this podcast has attracted. <laughs> and, and, like, this room's the normal, okay? Like, the, the people that we've had, Jeremiah and Harry, through through the decade of this, uh, this is the most, like, well-balanced, emotionally There's, healthy group. There but has like, been a bit of an Island of Misfit Toys vibe uh, in your in your circle. But I fucking love it. I love, <laughs> I love interesting people, and I love people with different thoughts. Like, James Neese is one of our... Our, uh, our dearest now. friends, and we never know what's coming. Yeah. I mean, some of these pool parties that we've had, like, the blonde stripper... Accidentally, uh, or Christy getting naked and jumping off the roof. Allegedly, uh, niece showing his dick to everybody. Walking up, walking up on people, having sex in cars. I None mean, of this is all of it. None of this actually happened. These are all these fictitious are stories. Well, it's the, I know it's not going to happen, which is why I invited Reagan's kid sister. <laughs> but in the past, it was a little. Calm your expectations, people. None of that's happening tonight. It was a li- yeah, I got a little racy at yeah. some of those events. Yeah. I'll never forget your wife, Harry. Looking at Kat Anagnos with a joint in her hand and going, Do it. Do it, pussy. <laughs> Smoke this fucking weed. It's still the funniest thing I've ever thought yeah, I've ever and, seen. And to see her now walking around with a kid, like, oh, that's so sweet. I know. <laughs> Do it, pussy. Uh, Yana, don't go in the other garage later, okay? Um <laughs> But, but yeah, it, it, go ahead. I would just say like yeah, there's a lot of casting characters like especially like uh, like the first show I was on when I I thought I was having a nice awesome discussion with another libertarian and obviously I was uh, having an argument I didn't know I was having. Was it with Maya? Uh, uh, no, but it was a uh, Gina. Okay, Gina Martinez. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Spangle had it and tell me like you, you you she's really angry. Like what? What talking about? This is getting good. What I loved about the 2013 shows was Greg was a Republican. Is a Republican. He's a Republican. Uh, and Gina was a Democrat, mm-hmm. and I was in the middle, and we were constantly arguing, and it was a lot of fun. But yeah, Maya took one of the took the original board, yeah. the OG uh, board, before I'd even finished paying it off, uh, <laughs> and threw it off a balcony because she was angry at me because I don't know nobody knows why. Right, yeah, after you kept helping her and reaching out and helping this person, yeah. you we went above and beyond. Even after I said qu- I quit from it, you yeah, know? and right. like, you kept going, but. You know, I but, could, but that's part of your personality. That's part yeah. of your chart. That's part of I think what's made this is that you don't give up on people. Uh, you, you know, you you got to kind of let people figure it out, and uh, you got to you know, it it comes from uh, despite all my jokes, my Christian values. Like you've got to give people grace. You've got to give them patience. You've got to give them 
second, third, fourth, fifth chances. But at some point, when you throw my fucking board off a balcony, you've got it. I, we're done. Right. Uh, but Spengel I, will have you dispatched to another state. Right. Off the balcony, cackling, laughing at it, you know, and posting it on on, on the face tube, like, "Ha look what I did!" It's like. Why? Right. Why you hurt yourself? Well, on the 100th anniversary episode, walked in with a loaded AR-15 and pointed at Joe Ruiz and his wife, and Mickey was like, literally shook, like, what the fuck is going on with these people? All right, so honestly, she said she wasn't going to do that. She's just going to bust in the door with it. Yeah, <laughs> but still pointed at it. I was yeah. in the car with her. I was behind. I was like, yeah, you're just going to bust in the door with it. Just don't point at anybody. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, so all those old episodes are behind the paywall for a reason that you can get if you're a wall patron. But back to Christy. Christy was like, Christy bought all a lot of the early equipment. Um, one of the first people to sign up at the $100 level. Jason Doolittle has been an unfailing supporter of the show as well. Um, and Craig DaCosta did so much for us in those early days. And, and I appreciate every single one of our patrons and, and especially the people who give at the $100 a month level because it is incredibly, um, I mean, it's really how we fund it. But you uh, three specifically for doing a retrospective on where we've come from. Give it up for Christy Avery because she's the goat. So, so why why have you why have you uh, given and uh, and like what is it about We Are Libertarians and all of our shows that you you are our first super fan? You are our top super fan. Christy and made her own shirt at the first live event. <laughs> she hey, literally Chris, she was true. the first person to buy my second book. Really? I don't yeah. know if she read it or not. Most people didn't, but she bought it. That's Renzo. Got the money. Uh, do you have the I shirt? Didn't read it. So even when there was like a little bad blood between me and the state party, she like forced <laughs> them to to name the theme of the convention "We Are Libertarians" and like made them put it on the shirt, mm-hmm. and the like there were folded arms across the the room. <laughs> but then she bought it for three hundred dollars. Yeah, but yeah, three fifty the yeah. t shirt. Yeah, yeah. So so tell us why do you support We Are Libertarians? Why do you why have you given so generously? Because I'm crazy. I don't know. Um, I just there I just, you go found you guys to be a super friendly and welcoming group and i enjoy your shows Fucking there's, idiot. Just, <laughs> there's just just the right amount of humor in it and you know it's wonderful well, when i when i like something i really like something if you go back to the old chris spangle show you might find my episode is yeah. that still for free out there i don't know where i talk about being a super fan yeah i don't think so where you're a you're a weird al super yes, fan aren't you weird al super fan yes. and Doing things like this makes me very uncomfortable, but... <laughs> well, we just want to show that we do appreciate you, and thank you so much, and you've become just one of our best friends. And Aww. Now, Chris, go get pieces. that money. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. You need to check looking. <laughs> Is there more there? She wants you to keep digging around in there. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you, Christy. Um, next up, you have a special guest on your right. Yes, here. and the next in the seniority line is co-host of the Chris Spangle Show. It's Reinhold. Reinhold, how did we meet? Uh, we met when Greyhound I Station decided to uh, run for office uh, in 2010, I believe. Yeah, and you were the executive director, and you came and visited me. I came and said, "Hey, I'd like to run," and you were like, "Cool." <laughs> got, got to meet your <laughs> lovely wife Heather at that time too. I've known you guys for and actually a we. Now. Uh, you got me into uh, podcasting with Mike Cole. We did a podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, the old LPIN podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was still out there for a while, but I don't know if it's still out there anywhere else. It's archived somewhere in the Chris Spangle 
like WX. I've kept everything. Like I before I left WZPL, I stole the entire catalog. Like, oh, okay. Borrowed. You protected it for them, okay. right? Yeah, they but, still have it. You yeah. borrowed it. If you want a liner from Abdul's show in 2006, I've got it. Um, when we're talking about seniority, we do have to mention the fact that I am probably the oldest person on the network. Easily the oldest person I know. <laughs> youngest in mile. Like 750 <laughs> years old. Something uh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just had my birthday, too, a couple days ago. So. We, had a, we, have a, we had a photo shoot, so we're trying to show everybody that we look normal. And the goal with the photo shoot is like to use this for sales material. Mm-hmm. Reinhold to, shows up as a hippie. He literally sh- he literally <laughs> peeks his head around the door like with Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future <laughs> hair with his tie dye hippie shirt. This is him. It's it's Are got he? a listen. He's got a buttons and a collar. If, if for a libertarian, that's compliance. That's all you're gonna get. I got a suit jacket. Yeah. Well, that's part of it is that, you know, Dennis has always been the hippie of the sh- show. He's our resident boomer. He's he's like left. Gen-X. Oh boy. Yeah, whatever Who's you want to say. Don't start with me. Um, but no, I mean, we we have a broad spectrum of people that come from a, a different point of view, and part of our goal here is to model respect for each other. And trust me, we fight, Harry. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Contract oh, negotiations, you know, they just get heated. I don't feel like you and I have ever fought. I know. I know. I'm. I'm certainly. Disappointed Wait a minute. You, Harry but... has a contract. Yeah, I get. Con- yeah, yeah, I've got a contract. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You should get one. <laughs> great. You know. Yeah. And that's the reason why we don't fight as much because it's you know you put it down in paper, okay? You know, he's an anarchist. You have to voluntarily contract with him if you want to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be, it'll yeah. be what a great world we'll have where everybody's if contracting. If you ever come over to my house, the first thing you do is pay your admission fee to get inside the house, you, you then pay, sign your NDA. You, you sign a small waiver. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sign a waiver. Pay your admission fee, and then sign the NDA, and you're fine. You're good to go. Uh. So. I don't know when did you when did I first have you on? How did you? I don't even remember how you got involved in We Are Libertarians. To so, be honest, yeah. With you. So uh, I was listening to the podcast a little bit for for a while, off and on. I was going through some things that um, took a lot of time away, so I wasn't able to be involved or anything like that. But then I started uh, paying attention a little bit more, and then found out you guys had a Discord, mm-hmm. and thought, "Oh, that sounds like fun. I do Discord too, so I'm going to jump on here." So I got on the Discord, which was. Um, Really run by Harry for the yeah. most part. I don't think you ever logged into it hardly at all, I, except I, to hunt ducks. I check in, yeah. Uh, so, so I got on there and then started talking around Harry, and um, Harry started to think about doing low key wall again. So he started up a couple of shows, and I jumped in, and we had, I think our second show we did was four and a half hours long, <laughs> which is still, I think, the record. Yeah. And. And we had to force ourselves to stop. We were just going to keep going. We had an election night show that was six hours, but that doesn't count. But we're known for our lengthy podcast, as Joe Houtman so diplomatically <laughs> pointed out as I, when I saw him at Carmel Fest. Jesus, your podcasts are long. Don't ever ask me on unless I get a pee break. <laughs> <laughs> we have no discipline on our show. Dakota will get up and leave three times an episode to go well, do whatever he wants harder to do. You get when you get older. Reinhold will tell you that. Well, that's, well, that's one of the reasons he likes me on the show is that he he knows I, I'll talk for a while, yeah. so he can get up and go take. Yeah, I literally break. will go. Take care of business. I'll get in the chat and I'll be like, uh, "Harry, you're next." Reinhold, carry this for a minute. I got to because I, I have to go at every episode at least. Um, yeah, so but, so I was on the low key wall, and then you were talking to Harry one day, and you said, "Hey, just bring him on. Let's, let's yeah. get him on the show." So I came on for a couple of you know guest spots here and there over the, over the course of a couple months, and then. 
just started becoming more regular to it. And you, what's funny is you're unlike Maya, where Maya intentionally inflamed people. You just piss people off by just by being, just I by existing. Know, yeah. It's just yeah. my just my effervescence. I don't I don't know what I don't know what because like I, I always have fought against you. I fought against you and fought against mm-hmm. you, and then like. Uh, eventually you're right about a lot of stuff so mm-hmm. eventually i was like let's have ryan hold on more because he he does know a lot of stuff even if i don't always agree but um just oh, really- we used to have famous uh back and forth on chats for yeah. for hours we we do like two or three hours arguing back and forth on yeah. chat and go why are we doing this why aren't we doing this and recording why I know, are right. we we're wasting well, it and that's you you get into it with our next guest brian nichols from time What's to up? time Hi, uh, my my distant cousin. Yeah, our, we we pretend at least. Yeah, Jer- so Nichols. If you guys don't know, Jeremiah and Brian are related. Sure, be- because they're both from New Northern New York. Where are you originally from? Yeah, upstate New York. So Northern New York. Uh, Jeremiah, you're from Messina, right? I'm from Messina. You're from Augensburg area. Yeah. So we're both from St. Lawrence County, New York. And uh, my great grandmother was Gladys Nichols, spelled exactly the same way. So now funny. we can't tie it. At all. We've not figured it out yet, but I am completely convinced. It has to be. Four or five generations back, what, we the, are uh, definitely the, kin. The, the branches intertwine a little too hard? Is that what? I don't know. I mean, the guy lives in Philadelphia and I'm in Indiana, so they're not that tight. I was going to say, yeah. it's a miracle we found each other. <laughs> it's another wall miracle. Yeah, I mean, well, it's you, like where I grew up at. We have like the Steerwald family. There's like 24 different yeah. families, but they're all somewhere related three generations back and cousins and um, you you two. So at pro- this probably. time, I need to get some of uh, Brian's spit, and we're gonna mail it away, and we're gonna work this out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but, patrons. You're gonna pay for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like all those other like Spangles out there. We all know they're yeah. all related. All so, no. You don't you don't all have to clones. have sex to procreate. You just clone yourself, like I've done, and and it works out. <laughs> I genuinely. There was one guy that walked in. I was at Miss Pat's show last night. This guy was walking in the door. He was just just a big fat white dude with ginger beard and glasses and I instantly was like, "All right. Hey Miss Pat, this is my brother, Eric." <laughs> <laughs> no shit, you went to school with Nikea. How are you doing? How are you doing? And I went, "Ah!" <laughs> she everybody bought it. Hook line and sinker. Uh, but and then now there's a guy on TikTok, Chris Spang 1, who looks like me too. Mm-hmm. And this major Instagram influencer with 150,000 likes shared the TikTok and said, man, Chris Spangle for the pat down kills me. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote, bitch, that's not me. <laughs> and she, she goes, I am so sorry. I thought it was you. <laughs> it never ends. Um, yeah, but you know what I love about We Are Libertarians is that we have a lot of smart, driven people. Brian is one of our, our most driven people. He's created his own little world of producers and people that are helping him with his show we'll we'll get to all that in just one moment but like you two more than anybody probably go or have gone at each other i think you've both kind of realized like it's just why let's not fight like dennis and the other brian we always just call it the fights of the brian with with reinhold here (laughs) um but at the end of the day the point brian and dennis is that you you get together in the same room you're we're all friends you can have strong opinions. You can come at it from the right or the left or different perspectives, you know, uh, and still get along. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're all family. At the end of the day, and good people bring out the good in people. Yeah. So I think what you've done here is you've built up a network of good people. I would yeah. dare say great people. Yeah. Um, and, and with Dale. that, yeah, and, and with that, despite 
the disagreements, yeah. despite where we will have our, our times, we'll quarrel. We still love each other. Yeah. Uh, and what do families do? They fight. Absolutely. Um, but that's how we get stronger. That's how we get better. Uh, so yeah, no, it's always in, in good fun. That's how we get better. And I think that's the main goal of yeah. what we're trying to do here is reach more people, change more people's hearts and minds. Yeah. Do you want to disagree, Dennis? Well, look, here's, the, here's, the, here's where you're wrong. I was waiting for so, it. If you go back to 1826. Come on. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you, Dennis. I'm going to have Trisha sit in that okay. chair next um, because she's next on the seniority list. But t- how, did, how did you get involved with the network, Brian? You gave me a shot. Honestly, um, you had a podcast that I thought was good, but it was only on YouTube. And I'm like, if you don't have so bad, if you don't have your podcast on Apple, you don't have a podcast. It was I was just like, I was so shocked that you had like you clearly there was a lot of talent there. But the tech side was just like. It was just on YouTube, and I was like, "What is happening here?" So you really were his, kind of the his first. Podcast was one step above a fax machine, is what you're saying. Basically, yes, yeah. yeah. Well, but here's the thing: like Brian was an important step in the network because you, I gave a show to because you wanted to do a podcast, and you're my friend. And all the shows up to that point had been, I've kind of got an idea. I want to do story time with Gina or Maya, and I did creating Maya, which was one of the very first podcast about transitioning from male to female or, or at all and her experiences um the, you know so everybody at that point had kind of been a co-host that wanted to do their show and was like yeah okay here but brian was the first person that i kind of was like all outside right outside recruited talent yeah right and six three from the university of notre dame i fall every inch of that extra inch come on it's it's so cute hand the the mic to Rimzo, but you, you're really busy, and you don't follow the chats, and I hadn't heard from you, so I thought I had told you about the photo shoot. <laughs> and yesterday, you're like, what photo shoot? And I'm like, are you shitting me? I've sent pigeons to everybody. Spangle had a nuclear meltdown. I wasn't nuclear. Oh, no. it was, it was, he was petty Spangle. It was fun. No. I, and so, so mm-hmm. I go. Twice all the show. He canceled everything. <laughs> no. He canceled everything. We were sending food back. <laughs> I know you're going to eat at least eight hamburgers, Brian. <laughs> it's getting heavy. Fum, uh, but, you know, Remzo is probably the most generous of us all oh, yeah. and said, no worries, I brought an extra coat. You can wear it. <laughs> I didn't bring an extra coat. Right. I also forgot my license. Right. So that was a lot of things. A foot taller than you. Yeah, you see, sometimes you just got to trust your gut. When that fails, you go on Google, and I realize this ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're like a uh, suit, suit what size? Uh, I mean, like a 48, 48, 50, somewhere in there. Yeah. Bri- Brian 22. and I are standing next to each other. And I just looked at him earlier, and I'm just like, you are one tall mofo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, text, I, I take back messaged, everything I said. I privately messaged Brian. I'm like, I'm fucking howling. Because Renzo doesn't know how tall you are. He's being nice, but he doesn't. <laughs> he's going to laugh tomorrow. <laughs> But yeah, we made it work. Yeah, we you came on. You came on the network, and you've done a brilliant job. Thank you're you. you're the second in downloads, uh, and you have just built like a great reputation for yourself over the last four years. We're all very proud of you. Um, but Thank tell you. us, tell us what the Brian Nichols Show is, what you do, and how it's evolved. Yeah, so the show. I didn't know what I was doing when I started out. I just wanted to talk about politics because right. I cared about politics. I I wanted to use the podcasting medium, but I didn't have the know how. Right. And to your point earlier, yeah. I'm stupid when it comes to tech stuff. <laughs> so I deferred to you yeah. quite a bit to build up that, that kind of infrastructure. Yeah. Um, and because you already had it built up, it made it pretty easy. So we ended up, you gave me a shot in January 2018. 
um, ended up doing once a week. We were doing what? It was like interviews with random friends that I had about topical issues. Or it evolves into the same, you know, libertarians talking to libertarians type thing. Exactly. And then uh, I would say my first like big boy interview was with Dean Clancy. He was the former Mm. uh, VP of Freedom Works. And then he was, uh, I think it was Reagan and Bush's uh, VP of Public Policy or Health Policies, one of the two. Uh, But I had him on the show and I realized that the the interviewing medium could be used more focused on solutions. Yeah. So I started to hear that there were problems that we could start to fix. Um, but I didn't really put the two and two together in terms of where I en- ended up bringing the show. Right. So for about two and a half, three years or so, that was pretty much the show. It was once a week, me having conversations with noted people, whether they were C-level executives, economists, noted libertarians, politicians, and it got to, what, June or so of 2020, and I kind of was like, where am I going with this? Yeah, I think you have to replicate what other people do in the beginning to find your voice. Right, and I realized that what I was doing was more so what I was hearing. Mm-hmm. And I realized what I wanted to do was find an area where we were not doing well right. and try to bring something different to the table. So one of the areas that I realized that we'd just been wholeheartedly ineffective was communicating our ideas to the average person. Right. So I lead a sales team in the greater telecommunications industry uh, over in the East Coast, and we focus on bringing the ideas of solutions-based selling to the customer every single day. And I said, why aren't we really focusing on doing this approach but through the liberty world and really meeting people where they're at on the issues that they see around them. So we would have you know, some people who were out there doing the good work, but their voices weren't being elevated. So I made it an approach going four days a week um, from the, the once a week. So we do a Sunday candidate highlight series. And, and this is the overall way we change the yeah, show. Yeah, he does more shows than like half of us combined. I mean, I, I don't know how you do it. Merely, he doesn't sleep, Chris. He it, doesn't sleep. Merely it, it would wear a, me out. Merely doing a weekly show is a grind. For, for a week is insanity with a full-time job. <laughs> it, so we're doing Sunday Candidate Highlight Series. Yeah. So we're inter, uh, interviewing uh, either candidates who are running for office or candidates who have won elected office as Big L Libertarians mm-hmm. or Liberty-oriented candidates. Uh, then Monday and uh, every Monday we'll do a sales or a marketing episode talking mm-hmm. about how to bring professionalism from a sales and marketing standpoint to the greater liberty world. And on Wednesdays and Fridays, it's going to be either a conversation with a noted expert in their field. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I thought you hate experts. Uh, it depends on the expert, right? <laughs> it has to be the information that only I agree with. Um, <laughs> so so um, we'll have economists, C-level executives, uh, business professionals. Yeah. And then uh, the other interview is usually something uh, cause-oriented mm-hmm. uh, approach or an outreach approach. So either A, reaching out to uh, folks like Gen Z, business owners, entrepreneurs. Um, I would say looking at sales professionals also has been an approach of people I want to reach out more to. And we've talked about that off air. Yeah. Uh, and then just really trying to make sure that we're covering all the boxes of where we haven't been having success. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we did back in August of 2020, a complete 180. Uh, and then from that point and now going on almost a year, we've gone from what was, I think, a pretty much standard run-of-the-mill libertarian podcast to one of, I dare say, the more leading voices to help talk about how to present these ideas to your normal person. So um, I know that that wouldn't be entirely possible without you. Um, You know, you, I know you got a little emotional when you're talking about Lois giving you that $400 check. Like hearing you talk about that is exactly how I feel when I think back to, 
I was sitting in my car with my wife who's here um, and came out to Indiana with us for this, this event. And I remember like thinking like, I'm going to call it the Brian Nichols show or the Brian Nichols program. You remember this conversation? We were chatting about this. No. You don't at all. Okay, great. Well, I want, <laughs> I want you to know this is a very important life. moment for me. And he has no idea. <laughs> but What's your name, Brian? What? <laughs> but and you, this you was were like, when you Brian already had the Jason Chris. Stapleton program, Brian. Yeah. Like, be, be the Brian Nichols show. It's okay. Right. Um, and be your own thing. And I was like, okay, okay. And like, yeah. that, that meant so much. I to, do remember that. Yeah. yeah. And you like, you letting me know that you actually believed in what we were going to do for this. And yeah. to he see, wouldn't let me use my name. What? No. Come on, man. <laughs> Too German. The Kaiser lost. It's a mouthful. No, um, but no, it, it, I can't thank you enough. Yeah. So thank you for all that. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Yeah, you do a great job. And I think I speak for everybody in the room that the output, the amount of work that you put into it is impressive. And uh, all of us are exhausted just thinking about how you how, – I mean, so you really have to think a lot of the people that you work with. I mean, how do you oh, pull God. it off? I, so I have an entire team behind the scenes. So uh, to start out, number one, I can't thank her enough, my wife. Uh, I mean, she just keeps the schedule – Keeps me my brain going, and yes, um, nothing to do with her being here today. Uh, but number two, I would say my entire team behind the scenes. For, so I have an audio guy, um, Bill, out in Oregon. He does all my audio for all my episodes. Um, he actually, he, his daughter just got married this weekend, and he's like, "Hey, Brian, I just want to give you a, a shout." And I was like, "Well, I'm actually going to be heading out to Indiana to visit all the We Libertarians folks. Can you?" Can, he's like, "Like, do you want me to send the audio?" He's like, "Send them all over." And he had him done like half an hour yeah. for the entire like time I'm out here. So That's he's awesome. he's amazing. Um, Obviously, Chris Goizetta, uh, who's my marketing uh, guru and also my co-host for the marketing show, um, he's been absolutely phenomenal and uh, become a very dear friend. Uh, Jeremy Todd, also from a sales perspective, co-hosting the show. Uh, and then I have, oh my goodness, Francine Abel. I have uh, Chris Long. I have, oh my goodness, so many people. I'm trying to make sure I don't forget anybody because uh, the, the list just keeps on growing yeah. at this point. Um, but... I uh, yeah Hunter Wynn he does graphic design for us so I would say beyond that though it was also a realization I had to have because that also happened in August too of mm-hmm. last year where I realized I couldn't do it alone yeah um and yeah I, it's actually you you had said something to me at one point that kind of struck me mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know if you did it on purpose but you were like yeah you kind of like you're a lone wolf and you do your own thing and I was like shit I am kind of a lone wolf and I do my <laughs> yeah. own thing um. And it's not of, bad. It just it if you want to get to a different level, yeah, you have to if, find if you want people to, to scale work up at all. Oh yeah, you have yeah. To yeah. Have you have to have producers like Boss Hog. You have to have people working with you, and I'm you know, and that's part of the beauty. And and through that process, you end up where people are willing to fly in to meet each other and have fun. You know, what right. I mean, and and that's I the, can't believe. Uh, Brian didn't bring the rest of his team. That's kind of a jerk. Right. I mean, but honestly, what a shit, was there. What a shit boss. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> What are you, so Ed I, Truck? Listen, I invited... What are you, I, Ed Truck? <laughs> I, I invited... Whole thing. <laughs> I invited Chase Payton and Cade Coger and Danny mm-hmm. Morrill. They all chose not to come. Right. But uh, maybe we'll see Zach Bertram. Maybe we'll see uh, Dakota tonight. So, And, of Zach's course, Jesse, Jesse Riddle's here. So uh, I had to work all my people in because Brian made me feel like an asshole. So I had to, I had to thank my folks. Yeah, this uh, nobody does know. any of this. Maybe you'll make a little money on... And you Chris Staten. You know, thank thank you, Rest to in Daleville. Stephen Kent and and his advertisement were were as a network selling the whole show. Like it's the first time any of us have made a little money, which most of us are just kind of putting putting back into what we're doing or whatever, <laughs> right? Like, but you don't do it for money. Like the community that has built been built, not just from the people in this room and the the dozen or thirty people that are going to be there when we get to Jeremiah's house, the online communities. The multiple online communities, you know, the the 
community that Jeremiah's built or that Brian's built, the the activity of building a community where you can work on a shared project, I think is so much fun. So we're all very proud of you. Great work. Thank you. Uh, make sure to tell people where they can find the show. Sure. Uh, BrianNicholsShow.com. The answer was wearelibertarians.com. Thank you, Brian, hey, for Chris. coming by. Hey, Chris. <laughs> I, uh, but no, in all, seri- no, in all Lo- seriousness. Uh, lone wolf over here. Thank you, though, for, for yeah, everything. Uh, but no, yeah, BrianNicholsShow.com. And then um, the, the We Are Libertarians network, though, I'll, I'll let my part end with this. Uh, I'm seeing you guys as a network from where you started yeah. to where we are now, it's like night and day. Yeah. Um, and that speaks to, I think the growth that we've had, not only as a network, but all of us as individuals Yeah. Um, to hear. And it's funny. I was driving my wife and we were talking about this in the car. I was like, I know all of you guys, but I've never met you in person. Right. I've, I've never met Brian in person. Brian, did you, you didn't make her listen to 12 hours of wall on the drive. Oh God, no. no. I love my wife. Yeah, I would I, never do that. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, uh, five, six, seven people in this room I've never met, but we talk every single day and have for a half a decade. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, no, I mean, it, it's the community that you can that you can build is great. And what when you find a group of people like this, we push each other, you know, and that is why we're growing exponentially. Because if you are, you know, lone wolf podcaster, just you know, like starting out or whatever, find some other people to do it with. Because if you're just doing your own show, it feels lonely, it gets hard, gets expensive, you you know, and you're not going to go as far as I think we're libertarians and all our shows have gone because we find really smart people to push each other, you know? I mean, it's I think that's been a big part of the success. So thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. Uh, Rimzo, you're, you're up next in seniority. But first, we're going to talk to the lovely Trisha Stewart man. Uh, Hello. Who has, I don't know if I've told you this, but I'll do for you what Brian just did for me, which you over the last, like, we wouldn't be the We Are Libertarians podcast network if it weren't for Trisha. Because Trisha is out there in the world of, of liberty and actually talks to libertarians where I avoid it like the plague. <laughs> um, and she's like, no, like, we're respected. You're respected. People like this. And you uh, really need to, like, think about the fact that other people want to join the network and they want to be a part of it. And so that led me to changing the name of my show, which the next step was then to make it a a network. And I think that's been great for all of us. It's going to be, you know, a a huge part of our success, but that was a very encouraging conversation that we had. Um, And Trisha is, you know, every, Every podcast network needs a strong woman standing behind them. That is our Trisha. Yay! We all love Trisha. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but tell us about Gingerarchy. How did how did uh, like how did you get involved in the Weird Libertarians? Did I have you on a show, or did I just say like, hey, do you do your podcast? Or where or did was, he find you? Or was it was it was a tech? You you're kind of like Brian, where you were like, I need tech help. Well, I think well, I had known you from like. Um, social media and stuff. And I think this was just around the time that, um, that big censorship happened. And I was getting a group of libertarians together that either had podcasts, ran large pages, things like that. Um, just to try to make some kind of, you know, coalition. And I remember sending you a message saying, listen, I know you have a larger network and I had actually not, I think I'd listened to one show and they were talking about big penises at a pool party, which must have obviously been. No, and I all, thought, I thought this I is a, there. this is a liberal. No shrinkage well, in Henry it County. It was that, something like that. Yes. <laughs> that was the only episode I had heard up to that point. Obviously I've gone back in the archives. Um, but 
I said, would you like to join the group? And you're like, I'm always willing to, you know, make Liberty Coalition. And I remember you go, what's the tone of the group? To me, <laughs> that's a weird thing to say. But then uh, we became friends and I was doing a show at that time and um, I was paying money to get it produced. And Which, which I was like, are you shitting me? Yeah. <laughs> I could be charging Jeremiah for this. <laughs> I should charge you for my talents. <laughs> yeah. I've had offers. So, um, I feel like the Andy Richter today. You extended an invite for me to come on the show, and I'm thinking, how much money is that going to cost me? You're like, well, we'll take care of it. Obviously, you get to get some equipment, things like that. Yeah. But um, I was kind of blown away by that. And you feel like I, a professional all of a sudden. Yeah, I did. I felt really fancy. Um, but uh, so I do gingerarchy, and I am an anarcho capitalist. And uh, but I'm the kind that people like, right? Yeah. <laughs> like Cody. Yeah. Um, so I have a big passion for liberty. I mostly talk to anarchists, but I've um, been reaching out. You know, obviously, if any, anybody is a libertarian, I'm big into voluntary action. Um, and I've just started reaching out to people that really don't have any libertarian chops or anything like that, but um, do really amazing things in the world through voluntary action. Because I think that's a lot more important than just saying you're an anarchist and talking about anarchy. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of podcasts that do that. So I, I want to stand out and I want to have fun too. I like to have fun and laugh. I, I, I think we found some more since we last had you on, but there are not very many female led, female only libertarian podcasts. And one of the things that is, has always been important for me here at We Are Libertarians is to give women a platform and not treat them creepily. Yes. <laughs> I mostly succeed. Yeah. I mostly succeed. That, and that, that is a. I did just grab $300 out of Christie's boobs, but. Yes. <laughs> That's still a problem in the anarchist movement. I think there's so she few women. She was asking for that. <laughs> yeah, I have to tell you, Mark I, that, that was definitely a voluntary. I didn't hear anything you. I didn't hear anything you guys said. Like for twenty minutes, I stared at Christie's boobs because they had three hundred fifty dollars sticking out. <laughs> We're so. getting pizza king tonight, baby. <laughs> this three hundred fifty dollars is buying the gang at Spangle, least four pizzas. Spangle was yeah. Pizza king in Henry County is more expensive than a good steak dinner. But yeah. Spengel's going to be late to the pool party, guys, because he's going to spend an hour and a half dining at Pizza King. There's no <laughs> doubt like, that he's well, not coming straight there. I was going to be late for some reason. Why not that? Yeah. Um, oh, no, you were a good hour late to this, too. Easily, yeah. Remzo will tell you. I yeah. would blame the toddler, but the toddler is me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Trisha, you've just been a, a, a fun addition to the crew. And it, finish your thought, because the white male interrupted Yeah, I was going to say, I was just going to talk about female power and living in a male-dominated society. Actually, I really wasn't. Um, but the, anarch, the anarchist movement is really can be um, really tough for women because there just happens to be a lot of, like, they get polarized easily and people have such a um, an idea that women are just natural feminists. And so, you know, obviously they're not anarchists, which is bogus in my eyes. Um, so you gave me the opportunity to be on a libertarian network, which I do consider myself a mm-hmm. libertarian anarchist, uh, just the farthest end of the spectrum. And I found that people treated me with respect and they were nice and they were people I could meet in person and enjoy. And so being on this network has given me so much more hope and being a woman in the movement. And then I found more women in the movement as well. And just regular folks, you know, so that's being an anarchist sounds scary and I'm never going to give up that label, but I certainly like talking to, uh, the people of wall and the people I come across through it a lot more than I used to. And I've gotten out of those dark corners and just been able to spread my wings and I can't wait to do some more. Yeah. And, and we have a running group chat you're one of, uh, you know, uh, you're one one of the running group chat. 
Yeah, there's, there's many, like yeah. 17. I know. I have one for <laughs> advertising, one for like that was meant to be like, I know I'm not going to get Brian Nichols to pay attention to this. Remzo's busy, so let's have this quick hit. Uh, now, now it's profligated to uh, several <laughs> meme accounts. Um, you are a meme queen too, by the way. Yes, I am. Yeah. That, that's actually what how I began my uh, descent into liberty. I mean, I, I was a really hardcore neocon. I was very politically active. Um, in the Republican Party for years, my whole family was. I was Got a delegate, on the memes. and I did, which also changed my mind about certain things. So I started to read into it, and but honestly, it was something. It, it just something clicked, and I thought, "Wow, I used to believe that, but this meme makes sense." And then started reading Lenore Skenazi, and then just started rethinking things, and obviously went down the path to anarchy. So and ended up on a podcast. Yes, and ended up on a podcast. This is what can happen to in you my too. basement. <laughs> At least you own your own basement. Yeah. Well, tell people where they can find your show. Um, we are libertarians. Thank you. Um, you can also find it at gingerarchypodcast.com. Don't go to gingerarchy.com. Don't go to gingerarchy.com. <laughs> Some girl got that before me, and she's doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's something. Does that one also have a monthly subscription? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Trisha. You know, uh, we have a lot of fun, and we talk a lot of, uh, about politics, but it's not just politics. You know, Trisha just mentioned culture. But easily the weirdest show on the network is Remzo's On the Run. Remzo, are you going to need $100 for taxi money after the incident that happened? It's what are you I won't say no. What is this, my board? Quit this. Chris just taxed me. It's a hostile work environment. Can you boost him up? Uh, yeah, Hody. Boost me up ego wise or volume wise? Uh, and mark, mark the Doing spot, the best we can. Please. So tell us about On the Run. What was it meant to be and what is it now? Uh, it was meant to be a travel show and now it's the world's worst travel show <laughs> because the, the whole thing came out in, in March. And I remember talking to you and I'm like, this is going to be so awesome. I'm going to go to fantastic places. We're going to do vlogs. We're going to meet amazing people. And then. You know, China was just like, that ain't happening. And 2020 happened, Wuhan so I had flu, to go ahead. Yeah, the, the Wu flu jumped in. Yeah. And, and Holy it just shit, everything. look at this. Chris Galt just walked in. Is that your brother? I know, yeah. This huh? is this is my mini-me. <laughs> for, for better or worse. Yes, uh, Dale, Dale's dressed like uh, Peaky Blinders over here. <laughs> uh, so we'll have him take care of him. But yeah, so you you tried to you started a travel show uh, in uh, February of 2020. Uh, Great timing, right? So awesome timing. How did you pick Are you good at traveling? Because I heard you had an incident at the airport. You know, we can get into a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> or we, we can, you know, start start at the beginning of the weirdness. But, yeah, I mean, it was going to be a travel show. I, I had done a show in in uh, college that was making me a little bit of money because I re- really didn't want to go work at Baskin-Robbins with my friends. And I was like, you know, this this might work out. And after a few years, you know, it was, it was another libertarian talking to libertarians about libertarianism, you know, yeah. real sexy. And I'm just like, this is depressing as fuck at one point. Yeah. So can I curse here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're it's, children. Well, it's not, I, I, I said I worse. blew Harry at a bus station. <laughs> oh. That's why we got to speed this up. He promised to meet me out back. But, yeah, I mean, it, it was going to we be We do that. have our own private alley, semi-private alley back there. Oh, wow. This is this is getting kind of getting kind of skeevy. But, yeah, I mean, I had, done a, I had done a television series in the third season of The Witching Hour, and, uh, you know, the final episodes in a couple of weeks, and that's the series finale. So I had already been traveling. I had already been doing a lot in that 
uh, arena. I was on am on twenty five different public access networks. We've won a ton of awards for um, you know indie documentaries and stuff like that. So I thought you know I want to get back into podcasting. I thought that was just the natural thing. Yeah. So COVID happens, and I'm like, well, shit, there goes that plan. So it went from actually having to travel to traveling around life, which is great for marketing. It just meant that I was broken. Nothing was open. So at that point, I really had to assess it. It's like I'm, I had this giant plan, and nothing's working out. Right. So I could go back to what I did do and be miserable, or I could produce a show that I actually wanted to do. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you don't do this if you don't love it. Yeah. And you see a lot of really talented people who show a lot of potential and they start with a podcast and then they see how much work is involved and then they see how much time you have to dedicate towards it. And then they realize I don't really love this. Yeah. And, you know, as soon as COVID really came around and people are working from home and every, you know, there's no TV and everything else in the year about Marvel movie that hit me really hard, Chris, but, um, <laughs> you, you know, it got depressed the, for a month. I more than a month. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go see Black Widow in there three times. But anyway, uh, you know, it got to the point where it's like, you know, everyone out there, they're doing a show that they really like. You know, people are talking politics. People are talking current events. I could jump into this libertarian space offering my unique insights on what other people are talking about. But at the end of the day, it's like I'm not I'm not adding value. Right. So I might as well actually ask the bigger questions. What actually makes us free? Yeah. Because, you know, my, my second book, How Succeed in Politics and Other Forms of Devil Worship, available on Amazon, uh, you know, it's, it's, really, uh, it, it's really a fictionalized version of the last couple of years of my time as a political consultant. And, uh, you know, when you're living in your Kia Soul eating Sheets hot dogs, I don't think they have that in the Midwest. No Sheets? Is that <laughs> here? Um, you, you, you begin to realize that There's if something called a ballpark hot dog. That sounds satanic. But anyway, so, you know, it, it got to the point where it's like, you know, I could keep doing this and I'm miserable and I'm not actually making the world better or I can try and make myself better. I can actually try and, you know, meet other people who are achieving actual liberty in their life. And, you know, the, the show, I, I've called it the world's worst travel show. It's also a, not a financial, financial podcast. Yeah. It's, it's about my journey of trying to achieve financial independence and early retirement by the time I'm 38. Right. It's about me actually trying to rediscover uh, new things that can actually bring joy to people's life. Uh, you know, one of my favorite guests was Jeff Bradford, who hosts one of the largest, um, you know, food industry YouTube shows on YouTube. And it's called Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Talk about grabbing a great name. That's funny. Yeah. And li- like myself, he was in the military. He got out after retiring after 20 years, sold all his stuff, bought a camera, and traveled around Europe and East Asia learning how different cultures created beer, wine, and spirits. Yeah. And he loves it, and he's turning that into a whole network. Well, that's and- the cool thing about podcasting. You just had an episode about it replacing blogging is that it's so flexible. It's so broad. You can do whatever you want, build a community out of anything, and it's just a fun medium. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's one of the few opportunities where what, what I love is, you know, I, I never did monologues before this. And now, like every other week is a monologue, but really getting to sit down. What I, what I realized I missed about podcasting in the year and a half, I wasn't doing anything, was the fact that it's one of the few situations that you will find these days where you could be with somebody, whether it's in person or online, where you're actually going to put your cell phone down and you're just going to give each other your undivided attention. For yeah. Hour. And in 2020, when depression is hitting all new, t- all new highs, when the suicide numbers, we only, we're probably never going to know what those look like for right. years to come because neither Trump or Biden want to take credit for that. Right, um, right. You know, you, you really begin to realize that, um, you know, people, people want to feel like they're connected to something and they realize that outside politics, outside the pains of everyday life, there's still joy out there. Yeah. And I mean, you know, of course, everyone wants the happy ending, but I also think the journey 
matters. Yeah. And it's that that changes you. It changed my life. It's still changing my life. And, you know, I, I tell people, I don't need millions of people knowing me. I just need a few dedicated people that actually want to make a real impact. And that's how I'm going to change the world. Yeah. And one of those people is Trisha, who loves your podcast. She, uh, every single week, she's like, Did you listen to Rimzo yet? You know what? It's a funny show, and it's not like just libertarian. You know what I mean? It's an entertaining show. Yeah. So that's you, you should listen. It's something different. It's not the same stuff you'll hear. I'll give you your fifty after this. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Remzo. Yeah, I mean, and, and we talk about aliens too, by the way. Yeah, and I didn't believe in aliens until Remzo's like, Brian, did you check out these aliens? And I was like, No. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm like. Holy shit. You want to believe. Aliens. So, yeah. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. Also, you should Google um, Fox News, I believe. It was Fox News or Fox Business. Aliens. Remzo Martinez. Yeah, that, that's Just a whole put other that into your- Well, where can people hear your show? Uh, the internet. The internet. We are libertarians.com. Yeah, no. Remzo uh, is easily, uh, you know, works as hard as Brian on not just this, but multiple projects. You know, like you, you uh, I think I told Trisha. That if I if I get hit by a bus, I want you to have the keys, That's not horrifying. Jeremiah. That's horrifying. You 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 do a great job. You just got hired. Uh, I don't know if you want to say where, but you're already seeing re- great returns. You do. You, you're just an all star, an author, a podcaster, a writer, and marketer. Like. Um, we haven't even gotten into my potential salsa dancing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's later at the pool that's, party. That's later at the pool party. But I mean, Chris. I mean, really, I I I didn't want to. I didn't want to come back unless I was actually going to do the things and, and actually live the life I was trying to tell people to do. And really, yeah. like right now, podcasting, uh, consulting, all that type of stuff, it's a fourth of my total income. Yeah. Like I'm actually like I'm, I'm living in my own place now. I've fulfilled the libertarian destiny of moving out of my mother's basement. Nice. <laughs> so very good. I'd like, to, I'd like to think. I know. Clap Congratulations. For that, yes. Clap for that. I take donations. Virginity after this. is next. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I mean, I I, I host well, and the produce po- the pool show. Pool party is coming. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, could my be a very fiance. big day. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, I I I produce uh, and host you know four shows. I mean, one of them, if I could just pitch real fast, it's a show sure. done by my former editor from the American Conservative, Kelly Vallejos. Uh, her Daniel Laris and Barbara Bolander are of the best, if if not the best. Uh, defense and national security war coverage reporters in the country. And they were people yeah. I looked up to. I was Kelly's intern. And when they all left the American conservative, they had been doing a podcast there and they wanted to keep it going. And they said, Rem, so we want you to produce it. Yeah. And I don't host it, but like my God to have three of the smartest people in this sector talking about a, a, an issue that I think often goes ignored being anti-war. Yeah. You know, as, as being a veteran myself, it's like, this th- this is one of those moments where it's like everything is allowing me to put a little bit of effort into that, and that's going to actually change hearts and minds. Right. Whereas George Bush would say hearts and minds, but minds, you know, <laughs> minds. But yeah. Uh, well, Remzo, thank you so much. You you're just a, an all star, and we love you having having you on the network, and you're always generous and thoughtful, and the sweetest boy, and we just love you so much. I appreciate so. it. Thank you. All. Uh, let's get all the enemy of my enemy folks on here, but Hody is, is up next. Uh, and Hody, you are of all of the patrons. Christy loves me, but I think you love me. I have never had my ass kissed better. Hody than when pushed Hody... three people out of the way when you came through the door. He literally he did. did. Yeah. He yeah. want, he's what, what what did he say about the mountain? What was the mountain thing that you said? It was hilarious. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, they they said, well, who's on the Mount Rushmore? Who's on the Mount Rushmore of Liberty? 
And you could name four people, but the mountain is all carved from Chris Banks. That's the mountain. That's <laughs> is that not the best ass kiss you've ever heard in your entire life? Uh, so, Hody, uh, we met, just you started emailing me and we started talking, and Hody is one of the friendliest people, one of the nicest people, uh, and one of those guys that like you wish everybody in politics would be like Hody. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, they're H- not. Hody, how did you find Chris? Oh, uh, so I was a big fan of the network in general. Uh, I went around, I had to listen to the usuals, Jason Stapleton, Tom Woods, um, a lot of those big names. And I found that a lot of them were kind of avoiding culture or avoiding talk about people's personal lives. And libertarians aren't just libertarianism. They're also people that have jobs and and graduate and we're go- they're going to school or they're deployed overseas or they're working out or they're not working out or they're there's just so many different type of people that we're all libertarianism is about living your life in, a, in this under this philosophy but with so many different lifestyles why limit it to only philosophy and we talked about it when i love the show when billy graham passed away it was one of the first ones when i um when i emailed you on when we first came into contact because that affected me as well. You were going through a divorce. I was much the same, life in shambles, you know, picking it up, Thought never thought you'd be in this situation. As, how neat is it to have a network where people talk about this kind of thing? And you, uh, I joined the Patreon, and shortly after that, I think you guys hired a research team or asked oh, people that's to right. volunteer yeah, that's for a research okay. team. Yeah. And I think that was within a month of me kind of joining on. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do some research. I'm a much better writer than a speaker. Everybody who listens to my podcast knows that. <laughs> yeah, and then Harry pitched Wall Daily, and uh, you you really carried the ball on that. But Sarah Morrill, uh, Sarah Morrill, uh, Sarah Brady Wagner will be here tonight. Um, she's not here right now. I but did some shows with did her. Did some shows with her. Paul Copeland. Yep. Did some with my man Reinhardt. Reinhardt. Reinhard. Hold over there. We're going to rename him. <laughs> Reinhold over there. Um, just... And and everybody that I know brings different perspectives to the table. And, and what is individualism if we don't care about individuals and where they come from? Yeah. And just the perspectives they bring. One thing that I learned from my speech and debate days uh, was you never deny someone their personal experience, what they've gone through, what they know to be true by living life and what yeah. is true. And so the more people that I meet on this network, the more they value that actual individualism that says this is where you come from. And so when when I put together Enemy of My Enemy, it it was under the the it was by popular demand. It was mm-hmm. by a Facebook yeah, people, request. People like pissed off that you had stopped doing podcasts, right? And and that was to say I got a new job and finally that all kind of settled in and everything. And I was like, well, you know, I might get back into it. And yeah, the Facebook groups just being like, I really want left, right, and center libertarian perspectives. We need to make this happen. And I said, oh, man, I really love studying, you know, left, right, and center liberty as well and talk about the areas where we unify and love having the debates when we disagree. So introduce your cast. Who did you yeah. bring with you? So I brought on Chris Galt and Aaron V. Galt, get in here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chris Galt uh, was immediately very excited and uh, much anarcho-capitalist, capitalist just like me, Um I'm I'm a little lefter on the social issues, which made it perfect because then he brought on his one of his be- best friends, uh, Aaron V. Uh, Aaron V, like a true leftist, owns nothing, 
And so would always have to record his episode, Shade. his part of the episodes at Chris Galt's place, On borrowing his computer, <laughs> borrowing his house, borrowing his, his electricity. Computer. I mean, it, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks for that one, Brian. That's hilarious, actually. <laughs> so we record two episodes. It's common and, property. Everybody and, knows that. And I got to say, fantastic episodes because these two, much like perfect right and left libertarians, hated each other's guts. And, and every Galt episode. Literally two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Galt, yeah. No, no, no. L- Galt, literally, like two, three months ago, Galt's like, I'm at a bar. What are you doing there? Uh, this guy on the internet said he wanted to fist fight, so I showed up to fight him. Now we're hanging out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had a political disagreement, and in person, we worked it out. Galt is like wh- quintessential we are libertarians because he is uh, opinionated, kind of a, a shit poster. But at the end of the day, you really do like him, and like he's—he's he's the. He, I just can't fire him. He, like I literally you told fire him every day. I told Hody, I was like, <laughs> I literally removed him from the group two days ago. Um, but I told Hody, I was like, listen, do it with Galt, but no, you're gonna have to fire him. There will come, I didn't name that up front. Yeah, oh, I didn't even awesome. I didn't yeah. even know it would be two episodes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Paul, was, Paul the, was listening to episode three and was like, "Oh, it happened already. I swear <laughs> I it's, he's gone." Okay, yeah, no, but uh, Galt was fantastic, and yeah, the, those two uh, uh, got into a disagreement. It was great because Galt was like, "I can't do it with this guy anymore. He takes everything I say personally. Like a true leftist cries every time we have a disagreement." He was a perfect leftist. I mean, it's a shame to lose Aaron V because he w- he absolutely represented left libertarianism perfectly. You know, like everything was offensive and cry. And I love the guy. I mean, it was just fa- like it was perfect. And then, of course, that fight happened. They're like, well, you know, I lose Galt. Well, whose internet was Aaron V borrowing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I lost both my podcasts in one fell swoop. It was the show um, or my friendship. So, yeah. So, <laughs> it always is. That's funny. So, and so it was great because when you do a show that shows how left, right, and center libertarians get along, when you lose both your ho- co-hosts because they don't get along, <laughs> it was real. It was perfect hypocrisy on my part. I and call was, all of mine ho hosts. Ho hosts. That's why he goes through so many of them. That's yeah. nicely. No, I'm just so, so I put out some feelings, and I was like, guys, I got to rebrand. Uh, I need two. Uh, I, I need some left and right libertarians, and we might have to replace them every week. And. Uh, <laughs> And I'm ready for that. Line them up. Let's go. Uh, Because I don't want to stop doing this show. Yeah. I'm good at getting it started and preparing people for what it takes to really do this. (laughs) To set people up for real success. Two episodes. Have me on your show. I'll start it with you. You want to start a new show? Let's do it. Two episodes. Then I'll quit. (laughs) And you'll have a great career. You're like the pilot guy. Yeah. That when you get into like... Episode he's the, two. Yeah, it's like, you know what? Dad's you're right. A different guy. <laughs> he's he's the Harvey Weinstein of this podcast. <laughs> Ooh, ouch! <laughs> Mr. Development deals over here. I'm still a little sore about that. In more <laughs> <ways than one. laughs> so, so tell us who's who's on your show now. So, what we got now is I, I do have some in case we need a replacement for a week. But my main two, who I got to choose, and I'm so delighted that they showed up on my left liberty side. I have Lou. Uh, Lauren Grindstaff McKinnon, and she's uh, fantastic. We know each other from the Larry Sharp campaign. We do. I used to be your boss, and now you're mine. My boss. Weird. And I, <laughs> when neither of us are making money, I don't know if anybody's the boss of no, anybody. not really. <laughs> but, but she's been fantastic. She actually had a journey. Me, I went anarcho-capitalist and then swung to center. You know, I kind of was the right wing and swung to center. She just kept swinging all the way to the left. Oh, yeah. You know, no, so I... she went to the right-left journey. 
Yeah, oh. and then uh, I've got Brian Walgamuth, who I believe was with me on the research team. Yeah, yeah. so that's how you say your last name. What, Walgamuth? How hard is it? Come on. Waggamouth? It's a Trisha's in the corner just dying, going, oh, we had no idea. She's been wondering, too. I've been too, on the yeah. show with him for Wait. how many weeks? And that's the first time I've heard it. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't going to say anything. I don't get Well, it's a German name, so we can't say that on the program. Right, yeah. Uh, the guy, yeah. My name is English. Spengel's yeah, like I've got this <laughs> deep German heritage. You just yeah. have that German look to you. We, like you had a lot of brats. <laughs> uh, look, I look superior to you. That's all you <laughs> You know, my, my maiden name. I don't look like Grindstaff. every carbon copy from... Chris on the streets of Indianapolis. Yeah. Every right. silent. Grindstaff is what? Grindstaff. I, I think it came from like Kronstoff or something. Right. You have to really like when you do it. She's the most My German dad's here. here, by the way, and he's giving me a look like, eh, probably, I don't know. As you might guess, not a lot of Wait, Jewish representation. Does your dad have pot leaves hey. on his shirt? <laughs> no, but it is a Hawaiian-ish shirt. Oh, okay. All right. And I was like, yeah, you should definitely He was told he was, take, she, he was bringing her to a pool party, and we're still in the podcast No, I, I, I brought my dad because, you know, I media being media. Like, I grew up, I'm a newspaper brat. Yeah. So my dad's been in media forever and ever and ever, so it's in my blood. And Awesome. So I'm just... Can't shake it. That's good. That's cool, though. <laughs> Sorry, one of my dad. So, when do you plan on quitting Hody's podcast? Right. When are you going to fight Brian? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know what? I've got three hundred dollars. If we can make so, this happen right now. So, enemy of my enemy is my retirement, and a lo- some of you know, some of you don't. <laughs> You're gonna be um, Galt's house using his electricity, right? You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's totally my retirement gig because I've done, you know, communications director, press secretary. Uh, Campaign management for campaigns, big and small, for several years, and I'm tired. Nah, yeah, you but I was always, you know, the one behind the curtain, and I right. was writing the press releases and stuff like that. But people never really heard my voice. Like right. they, they, I heard Larry Sharp speak your words. Yes, yeah, so every day he's <laughs> right. still doing it, and I love right. it. Woo! <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what, I, and I was very much behind the scenes, and it was it was a lot of my words, and so now. I've I've kind of retired from like the professional politics side of things and I'm a full-time tattoo artist and I freaking love it. I can color on people all day long, do what I want. And then I come on the show and I can just like bitch about politics. It's fantastic. Like now I don't have to be so professional. Yeah. I'd be like, this is bullshit. You know, I didn't do that for a long time as a communications director. We have to like be permit proper and, you know, we're minding our P's and Q's and yeah. things like that. So now I can finally be like, <laughs> These are a bunch of idiots. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I I enjoy it. So this is kind of a vacation for me in a lot of ways, and I actually get to express my opinions instead of molding other people's opinions in a way that is palatable. Yeah, you know, you, it's nice it to can be, be able raw to do and unfiltered in a way that, like, yeah. I'm going to say what I want, and you you take it however you want. And so, to Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself. No, I'm kind of like that tech geek that just got invited in by Hody, and I'm still wondering why I'm standing here. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I was brought in because uh, I was a fan of the program for a long time. And, um, you know, the program changed, and I still listened. But then Hody came in one day and said, hey, do you want to do some research with this? And I'm like, sure, I've got plenty of time. Just sit around. And But I, I actually enjoy doing that stuff. Um, but I also end up – my show notes end up – being like show encyclopedias. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's always a problem with that. But then Hody came up with this, uh, with the, with the program and invited me to go on. And it was kind of fun because the thing is this, the one thing I think we always end up with the program is that it ends up 
not being enemy of my enemies. Right. We agree on, we end up coming yeah. to an agreement right. pretty easily. And there's like, I feel like we, we need to step it up guys. I know. Well, well what like, ends up happening is we usually fight Hody at the end. Right. We, the, yeah. Yeah. We usually, the center point. libertarian gets it from both sides. It's right. Exactly. You're like the it's, it's a tag team type of, you know, beat up on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we are. I, I would love that. We are. Uh, <laughs> love that. We're we're getting notifications from the pool party that the, all the significant others are unhappy with. They're us having a great time them. without us. Yeah, we're having a great time without them. You That's right. I, mean, I, I don't know. Maybe not because I've been watching you fight with your microphone for a while, it's and I'm like, so he's going to need a Viagra for that thing. You guys really <laughs> yeah. have like, got just to tease it a little. Right. It's it's ridiculous. That's yeah. Dakota's. I mean, I, listen, that's Dakota's uh, space. It's mine. Is fine. It's very rigid, it's erect, and it's where it belongs. This is the kind I of quality... I can explain the issues with Dakota's limp microphone. It doesn't work. It, it's the kind of quality I would expect from Newcastle. So, Ooh. Um, find it at wearelibertarians.com. I'm going to rush you off, Hody, but I love you. Perfect. Thank you so much. You We're going to bring on Julia. So, uh, you know, when I was the executive director of the Libertarian Party of Indiana, I found that there were two problems that people needed solving. Uh, that that kind of kept them from getting involved. One was not knowing the brass tacks of kind of what Brian talks about with the sales and how do I how do I do uh, politics? How do I do political science? And the other was that they didn't want to. They revered the libertarian philosophy, but they did not want to disappoint other libertarians, and so they needed kind of an understanding. So started the libertarian one hundred and one classes. Only did a couple, but. You know, I got contacted by Julia Geyer. Yeah. Uh, I can't hear you at all. Oh, um, you're fine. Just, you're, just yeah, talk to her. You have to talk louder. I was too far away. Yeah, um, you gotta and, want it. Okay. And you were like, <laughs> "Is there anything that I can share with my friends that's not crazy?" And I went, "Yeah, no." Yeah, so. I, I texted. Actually, I, I DM'd you on Instagram. Yeah, because I found your um, Instagram. And I was like, wow, I really like this account. I like all the stuff that I was seeing. And I was just like, do you have anything like really dumbed down, like super, super basic for like someone yeah. that's only ever heard of like Republican or Democrat? And you were like, no. <laughs> There's not <laughs> much like, out there. All right. And then and then I was like, let's make some memes. And then you were like, let's do a show. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Typical me, I'm like, we can't stop there and make this easy. Yeah. We've got to start something. Yeah. And so I, I spent last year building a website, putting together, yeah, you know, all kinds of different things. LibertyExplained.com, and we we've had a uh, let's just say we did season one, and we're about to do season two. Yeah. We'll we'll say this is seasonal. That that's was good. The, it it, that's, it that's wasn't good. my fault at all that we stopped. Uh, no, but, it was yeah. just um, seasonal. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but. The the main goal is basically people wrote in a bunch of questions. We have a ton of questions. Yeah. We've got 20, 30 more episodes already planned out. Yeah. We, you and I are just going to We have so much done. to do. Yeah. And it's basically answering your basic questions. And yeah. So if you haven't listened to Liberty Explained, uh, Levy Rainey was on the show, but she got married and priorities changed. Yeah. We lost Levy. You can't do a libertarian podcast if you're married, apparently. So let's hope my marriage check, goes well. Check local listings. Some of us have survived a few years. <laughs> well, you actually, well, that's the thing. Uh, stick around. I mean, you got married because of the podcast. You met yeah. your wife at a, a live event. The Boss Hog Show has survived my engagement, Dakota's engagement, Dakota's wedding, and mine. I, and there's a chance we'll marry some other ones off at some point. I met Reagan through the podcast. Uh, Aaron and Hannah met each other through the podcast. We're responsible for probably four marriages and two divorces. Wow. 
I mean, it's a two to one ratio. That's better than the average. You can literally go and listen to me getting divorced on this show. That's, <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Listen to you getting left. <laughs> so Greg, Gina, and I are doing a show February. It's the last episode posted late in February of 2014 on the private feed for the full feed. And we're talking, and I'm talking, and I'm talking, and my wife starts taking her things and is leaving in the middle of the podcast. This is the risk of having a podcast studio in your home. And I go silent, and then afterwards she tells Gina and Greg that she's divorcing me, and I didn't see her for two more weeks. And then, uh, well, we won't say who the other person that got divorced because of the show is, but let's just say we made the filings and we were in the decree. <laughs> oh my god so julia welcome to the team man <laughs> thanks you're either gonna get married divorced god only knows what will happen Maybe to you both. yeah oh my so god. no i mean I'm, i was really surprised that you 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 came and i'm so glad that you oh. came and and could oh, meet yeah. everybody yeah i'm so happy to so uh, you're you're you more than anybody i know was affected by the pandemic and the uh, lockdowns yeah so bad yeah yeah i, I um Oh, I live in New Jersey. I lived in Manhattan for 10 years, moved to New Jersey like two years prior to um, lockdown. And we got locked down so bad. It was really like, it was, it was like a walking dead episode. Like there's no one around. There's no one out. No one's driving. Like it was a real lockdown. And <laughs> meanwhile, um, Remzo comes to Noblesville <laughs> last year and he's like, what the fuck is going on? There's like here in Newcastle, they didn't even sell masks here. Did they? I heard it was like nothing. I here. mean, Listen, it got serious when Walmart said we had to start wearing masks. That's when that's when we we're like, oh shit, guys, this is starting to get real. Oh. Yeah, when Rural King and Walmart said we had to have masks, it was. Uh, but like when I talked it, to, it was a, th- a rough three weeks. Brian Nichols from Philly three or weeks? Oh Julie, my god, like, what? You can't go to the gym yet. I've been going oh, to the gym since I had to buy a treadmill. I was like isolated for months. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I had to shut down my business. I had a startup like four months prior that I launched a transportation um, startup. I had to shut that down and then I lost all my normal income. And then, (laughs) then like I got kicked out of my condo because it sold. And I was just like, what in the hell is happening to my life? It really sort of um, broke down, uh, I guess, everything I had worked toward for so long. But I guess I, I, I can start to say now at this point, it's been a blessing because, um, I think it really recentered me and like reprioritized me on in what I want to do in my life. Yeah, big time. Like if I, if that didn't happen, I I would have been on a different path. Yeah, a really different. And path. you like the path that you're on? I do. Yeah, yeah. I feel good about it. Which is basically just surfing Bitcoin blogs, as I understand it. <laughs> For now, yeah. <laughs> Julie is probably more nerdy about crypto than Galt or anyone else that I know. Yeah, I'm really in it. Like how deep? Like, I don't even know anyone I can have a real conversation with about it because most people don't understand it as much as I do. Well, well Jesse, Harry, and Chris are here. Yeah, so, you're, yeah, so you're maybe have, you guys, that would be wonderful. Jesse and Gold. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. So nice. we'll, we'll set you up. You guys can start talking crypto. Okay, but uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, uh, you've you been a welcome addition, and we're so glad that, that you're here Thanks, and Chris. to get to know you a little bit more. And, I'm happy uh, to be here. Yeah, hopefully you you make some friends and and once again you're just as crypto. insane as everybody else. For Henry County, <laughs> Indiana, but welcome. You drove you. you drove from where? I from New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Are you staying in New Jersey or are you going somewhere else? Um, no. You mean to live? Yeah. Oh no, I'm not going to stay there. I don't know where I'm going. 
Okay. I got to go somewhere. I might go to Florida, but um, I just, I'm going to float a little Have longer. you considered Newcastle? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> Chair? Hey, listen, we'll make the pitch later. Uh, just, re- just, just remember, uh, most of the houses you see are one hundred to $150,000. And you think, oh, this would work. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really? 7,000 square feet for $150,000. Not seven. I'm trying. I'm, it's very reasonable. It's I'm, so beautiful. I'm here. trying it's to get. Reasonable. Nichols. I was like driving around today. It's like I, I like I love it. Like all the cornfields and like it's just yeah. beautiful. This very is the good, serene. This is a good time of the year to come. Bet- oh. Between April and October, it's really nice. And then it's just like I'm sure New Jersey is just as terrible right. in the winter time. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So we have we have four seasons. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I'm trying to get Nichols to move here. We almost got Rimzo, but then he got a job in Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. So we're just trying, you know, if we 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 let's You're we'll recruiting. Yes. All right. All right. Yeah, we're, we're gonna make this the real free state. Boy, we're gonna put the real pitch sales me. pitch on in a little bit. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you, Julia. Right. Thank Appreciate you. it. Yeah, and last but not least, Dale has decided he deserves a spot on the inter- on the. Dale has couch. no show, and everybody. <laughs> well, what are you doing, you Dale? Said, are you, you pitching my, a show? He said my turn would come. Yeah. <laughs> Dale, now Dale is. Uh, D- Dakota apparently talks to Dale daily. Every day. You and D- Dakota talk all the time, don't yes. you? You had dinner last night at the Block and Brew. Yes, very you, good. You Tremendous came in, ribeye. You came into town early. You visited from Iowa. Yes. You visited my barber and scared the hell out of my friends. <laughs> I owe you a public apology for that. <laughs> well, Very good. Many people do. You're from Iowa. You drove in from Iowa. Yes. And you do what for a living? I'm a house painter. Interior, exterior, decks, drywall repair. I do not hang drywall, just to be clear about that. And uh, own my own company. Have my... and. I'm the only employee at this point, but uh, really, it's been really great this year working on a farmhouse out in Cambridge, Iowa, and yeah, that's what's going on with me right now. Yeah, and Dale, you hosted a couple podcast Wall Daily episodes. I had I had the Wall Daily with Hody. Uh, he and I would go between libertarian stuff and some self improvement stuff, and I had my own little thing on the side called Simplistic Advice, tongue and cheek joke. Because yeah. when people tell you, you know, somebody comes and tell you your problem, you often have a, the person being told is often a little more objective and they can cut through the bullshit. And I've been told many times, your advice is so simplistic. It's so complicated. It's usually just emotional nonsense yeah. getting in the way. Is so, that still going? No, I'm okay. not doing that. I would, I would have pitched it to you, but Remzo kind of stole my spot with his self-improvement aspect, mini Jason Stapleton. So yeah, but I kind of serve as the, uh, uh, what I was going to say is I kind of serve as the, the group's fixer and multi-purpose criminal element. I do the stuff that <laughs> Spangle can't get his hands dirty with. No, I'm just <laughs> Big fan. Uh, you, you probably got a little excited when you saw this banner on the wall. You're big Game of Thrones fan. Yes. Yes. Go House Stark. Names everybody House of Geyer. Like, you know. Yep. So, Dale, uh, plug your business if you're in Iowa. I'm in Iowa. Melchinpainting.com. Um Everything, all the contact information is up there. I'm not going to put my name on. I'm not going to put my phone number on the internet, but you can find it on the website. Um, there's a contact form you can fill out if you want me to come paint your house in Iowa. Um, that's as far as I'll go at this point, unless it's, uh, you know, unless the. Uh, Who's coming for you? Why are you so scared? What's that? <laughs> he's saying he's not going to go paint a house in Kansas unless you offer incredible money. Right. That's what exactly. He's to say. Or in Indiana. He's, he's so. not, yeah. All right. Yeah. No. Well, no, Dale, no Dale ended up staying in the group. And what I love about having Dale in the group is that when everyone's too online, Dale's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I'm a normal person. Like, please, please talk to me instead of some Politico journalist. Preach! On 250 yeah. messages. What the hell are you guys doing? Right. Yeah. So Dale's are Dale's are normie in the group. 
No. But Dale once messaged me on Instagram, and he was like, I listen to your show. You sound like you need some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Dale, you'll send random messages to, to everybody. At, at, like, Trisha in the beginning was like, this fucking Dale guy's messaging me. <laughs> I was like, he's fine. You know he's who fine. else will do that? Who? Niece. Niece, yeah. Niece will message yes. you at three in the morning about yes. whatever he's doing. Yes. Just to check in. Dale, um, Dale you're... you're you, you're getting typecast. That's what we're trying to tell you. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we uh, give Galt, come sit down. Get over here. Um, just really briefly, because we've all got to go to the pool party. We're all getting in trouble. He just how to be brief. I did it on Boss Hog of Liberty. It was my first time on the show. 11-minute episode. Wow. Boss Hog of Liberty record, people. No one will ever beat that. What, did, what was your trick? What did you do to get ready for the show? I barely talked. Oh, what yeah. did I do to yeah. get ready you, for the show? You know, like well, I Joey, barely Joey, talked Joey, because Joey Chestnut eats hot dogs. I was know. at I was at the track. Yeah, you were at the track doing what? Oh, uh, everything. <laughs> Four times the advisable limit of edibles. <laughs> <laughs> well, we most people are on four times the advisable amount of alcohol. Galt's lost 100 pounds, and he doesn't know race. how to dose himself anymore. Right. And so somebody put this chart in there about what is an acceptable amount of marijuana to, to intake. And Galt goes, whoa, I did four times that on the boss hog. I was like, okay, Tanner. I got, I got Galt on. That was Bill Levin that posted that, too. He's very experienced. And Bill's like Galt. the highest person of all time. Galt just had a pace car ride at the at the Mid Ohio Raceway. Greatest day of his life. He's so excited. I thought well, we're going to fill all kinds of time. He's great. How was the car ride? What? Yeah, it went fast. It was like <laughs> it was that lady, like that lady could drive. It was Ooh. like a blur. Yeah, she was great. He, he asked me who I thought was going to win, and I just was like, and he was like, "Come on, we ain't got long." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, Galt, we love you. Yeah. Uh, when we sat down March 8th, 2012, really March 1st, uh, but I didn't record that episode uh, on accident. But March 8th, did you ever expect that we would turn We Are Libertarians into what it's turned into? No. And it's wonderful. All right, I love he, all of you people. Now he's going to fire you. <laughs> no, I love Galt. Galt's, Galt's he's fired me so many times, and they, I'm still in the group. I love it. It's like killing Kenny. There's nothing I can do. I'm like the Republican Party. <laughs> I'm like the Republican Party. You can do whatever you want. We're not yeah, going to say I anything can't do to anything you. Anything wrong? Yeah. So about that fluoride, that stuff, you guys you get know, the fuck put- off. The <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you to all the co-hosts that flew in. Thank you to all the listeners, and thank you to all of our patrons. And we just uh, love you, appreciate you, and uh, keep spreading the word. Keep helping us grow, and uh, we will see you again next week.